I'm Kia Miakonatis. This is NPR's Book of the Day. Mother, Muslim, pirate. Three words that don't often dance together, but do describe the roles, religion, and work of the main character of Shannon Chakraborty's new fantasy novel, The Adventures of Amina al-Sarafi. The story unfolds in the 12th century on the Indian Ocean, and the titular character finds herself called out of retirement and motherhood to do one last pirate heist with her old crew. But of course, in a tale filled with sorcerers, sea monsters, and magic, nothing is as it seems. Shockerboardy chats about portraying motherhood and faith on the high seas with here and now's Kalyani Saxena. Support for NPR and the following message come from FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. I read your first trilogy, and this is very different in tone. There's so much going on, um, so much exciting stuff. We've got pirates, stolen artifacts, a chaotic heist, and, of course, sea monsters. But, you know, at its core, what kind of a story is this? You know, I really wanted this book to feel not so much escapist, but as a great adventure tale that offered joy. And I wanted it to touch upon serious topics, class oppression, the idea of who tells their own story, But I also wanted at its heart to be about this woman who is coming back to essentially her passions and her career and her friends and fighting for her family and have it have it really have a lot of heart at it. I think you can have serious fantasy books that delve into serious topics, but also really offer the reader some hope. You know, you mentioned the pandemic, and I have to confess, I do snoop on your Instagram. And I I saw that you mentioned you wrote this book um, between the 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. window, which, in my opinion, is way too early for anyone to be awake, you know, before your daughter's school (laughs) began. What was that like? I mean, how did this book actually get written? I just, it's hard for me to fathom. It's hard for me to fathom, too, because I spent a solid year of writing it, just convinced it was never actually going to be written or published, and my career was dead before it had started. Um, (laughs) And I would get up and sit in my most uncomfortable chair so that I didn't fall back asleep and just try to get some words in. (laughs) And at the same time, I think it took this story in a good direction because so much of it came about you know, after that came about parenthood and specifically about motherhood. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to have a kernel of the story that we see Amina want other things alongside that and really Mm -hmm. struggle to make peace with wanting to be a pirate and an adventure and have legends told about her, but also wanting to do right by her family and the different ways in which sometimes those two goals don't work together. Sometimes they work alongside each other. Mm -hmm. So motherhood was important for me to explore. I think we owe it to ourselves to get just far more nuanced portraits of mothers in fiction. You know, you're telling this story about motherhood, and it's all taking place against the backdrop of the Indian Ocean during the 12th century. I'm wondering what you were hoping the setting would bring to the story you were trying to tell. 
I think the Indian Ocean is one of the most fascinating cultural spheres um, in our human story. Um, we're often very used to thinking about history and people in terms of land and empire and land borders. But along the sea, you have oftentimes far easier movement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the word cosmopolitan gets thrown around a lot when it terms, when we're discussing the medieval Islamic world. But I feel like it applies here because we don't we often think in our globalized world today we're connected and that's new. It's not new at all. Um, many of the diaspora groups today have their roots thousand years mm-hmm. ago, earlier than that. You know, there was regular trade between China and the Swahili coast. And I just I felt like that had a lot to do with the human story that we could all use to hear more often. This novel is really deeply intertwined with um, Islamic culture and history, as was your previous trilogy. And, you know, that may seem really surprising to some people. You have a pirate who's also (laughs) a devout Muslim. How did you think about writing that? And, And is that really a contradiction? You know, I don't think it's a contradiction. Interestingly enough, one of the things that really came up in my history was the idea of piracy um, and what it meant back then and in that time and place. And they really were a part and parcel of everyday oceanic life. Part of the challenge was showing that Amina at this point in her life has stepped away from that and is trying to come back to the righteous path and be a better person and not always steal and murder. And she's kind of says that throughout the book, like, we're reformed now. We're not doing this again, (laughs) you know. But I also wanted to show somebody coming back to their faith. Um, That was very important to me. I don't think we have a lot of stories, um, especially for, for Muslim stories, about people who fail and come back to their faith. And I think that's intrinsic part of religion it's an intrinsic part of of my religion and my journey and what i wanted to show that you can fail and you can do terrible things and you can still even struggle i mean she struggles throughout this entire book to to be a better person to be a better muslim and is very aware of her own failings but that that's okay you can still come back to it yeah that's Shannon Chakraborty, best-selling author of the Devabad trilogy. Her new book, The Adventures of Amina Al-Sarafi, is out on bookshelves now. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with their original podcast, Choiceology. Choiceology is a show about the psychology and economics behind people's decisions. Download the latest episode and subscribe at schwab.com slash podcast. This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com slash NPR. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts.